All right, welcome to the show. This is episode six. Um, happy belated Halloween. Um, that was this week. Um, did everybody have a good Halloween? Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> I had friends over, and there was a baby shark in attendance, and mm. it just made my entire Halloween. It was perfect. <laughs> well, if it's as precious as I, I'm thinking in my head, that's that's a pretty rocking night. It was adorable, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, the big news, we, we all met. We all were in the same room together. I know, that was a, a Halloween miracle. Yeah, yeah. Post, <laughs> a Halloween the, miracle, uh, that's beautiful. Posted yeah. the picture on our website. Um, I um, Let's see, do we want to tell everybody what we dressed up as? Or not? I mean, you could kind of tell what I was, but I didn't put my jacket on, so I was a half-assed uh, Negan from yeah. Walking Dead. yeah. Well, I wasn't that dressed in my Halloween costume, but if you saw my Instagram, I was dressed as Georgie for, for actual Halloween. That's true. Which which also, I'd like to point out, some lady asked if I was Winnie the Pooh yesterday. <laughs> oh, my God. And I was like, maybe a deceased Winnie the Pooh? <laughs> right. That'd be a little morbid to be a dead Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. <laughs> right. Me. Exactly. But well, Winnie the Pooh is precious, so that's that's good. <laughs> <laughs> and last night we were walking around our neighborhood and there was a Pennywise like giant uh, figure in someone's yard. And I was like, oh, there's my buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so it worked out really nice. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, and my husband and I were Bob and Linda Belcher from mm. Bob's Burgers. It was a very easy one. Um, he looks and sounds a lot like Bob, so it worked out really well. Which really made me regret not going to my storage unit and getting my Louis stuff. I could yeah. just. I know. It would have been really, it would have been really cool, but I just, I just didn't go. I should have. I'm such a lazy piece of shit. <laughs> well, and 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 your husband committed. He shaved everything off but his mustache, and it was yeah, that pretty, was pretty, pretty rocking mustache. I have to say, extremely committed. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I I I was debating shaving my beard. Um, it's like you know, six or seven months of no shaving down the drain for one night. Um, I was like, ah, I just couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. I have to um, say, Eli, I think you won Halloween, though, with your costume. Oh, for sure. Definitely. Yeah, it came together 100%. really well. 100%. I got to give my friend Sarah Liberto a shout out. She's a, she's a friend from back home in Jackson, and she's up here in Nashville now. We had a, me, her, and my friend Ted, we had a party um, in East Nashville that we all kind of, we were in charge of and decorated and all that. And then I went over to the to Lena's and met up. <clears throat> so... She really completed it. Um, it, it. You know, where I was at, I was at about 60 or 70 percent. She took it all the way to 100. So um, <laughs> for those that did not see, um, I was the saxophone man from The Lost Boys. And, um, um, yeah, I still believe. So it was good. <laughs> yeah. And the thing that's irritating is, like, I already have my costume picked out for next year. And I was trying to, oh. like, I was trying to, like, can I pull this off and wear it Halloween? Like, can I do it this year? And by the time yesterday or, you know, Halloween rolled around, I was zapped. There was no way. So I already have my, I already know what I'm doing next year, but. Can um, you tell us? No. Okay. <laughs> Be a surprise. <laughs> no. 
Maybe we'll have another um, Halloween rendezvous and you can see it in the flesh. <laughs> yeah. So. You're, you're, you guys are way better than the Halloween thing <laughs> that I am. Well, because I mean, in my defense. You look pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. No, well, that, that, I was that just, was awesome. I procrastinated and I was very, very, like, disappointed in myself. Well, no, you were awesome. You had the amazing Lucille with you, which I thought was very committed. The thing, the thing is, is that I wanted to cosplay Negan. And when I say that, I say the word cosplay and not Halloween costume because I am a stickler for accuracy. Mm-hmm. So the fact that my hair is red and I had glasses and just looked generally too clean, just I would have rather worn like a costume from Target, but <laughs> it was the only thing that I've had time to do. This is probably the first year that like I haven't really put a lot of effort into my Halloween costume because I've just been so busy. But so, you look like you put in some effort. Which I'll is, have to yeah. redeem myself. Eventually. <laughs> well, I will have to redeem awesome. myself. I think, we, I think you and I had that conversation about when I was at the Walker Stalker convention. And I mean, yeah. honestly, I think, I think the ladies, uh, pulled off Negan better than the guys did. The guys seemed more lazy to me. Um, and I mean, they're there in front of the actors on the show and they're just like, you know, I'll, I'll throw in a pleather jacket and a wolf ball bat and I'm Negan. I'm like, mm, not really. So, um, so yeah, I, 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 I didn't the get around awesome. to being able to order a wig or anything. So yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll maybe I'll redeem myself next year. <laughs> well, this was the first time I had dressed up since like 2011. So six years. So, um, I uh, definitely wanted to redeem my the lost years where I didn't get to dress up. So, <laughs> um, and sometimes you know I, I've kind of um, I don't know I've um, I've had people um, nothing specific, but it's just it's almost like some people look down on people that buy the store bought stuff, and you know it, you know if if you can you know whether you have like me I had my friend Sarah help me out or if you're just somebody that's incredible with the cosplay stuff and do your own stuff more power to you man that's awesome I wish I could do it I mean if I hadn't had my friend who's a professional stylist do it for me help me with it I mean it wouldn't have turned out the way it was but I mean I don't I don't think it makes you less of a Halloween fan or less in the spirit because you go to Target and buy a $50 costume. You know what I mean? Right. So that's kind of bothered me the last couple. The last time I, I dressed up, I was Cobra Commander and it was a store. Well, it wasn't store bought, but it was like a, you know, kind of what when you I say When I say store bought costume, I mean like sexy Captain America. Yeah. <laughs> now, some of that is stuff, what I, I mean. agree. I, I think that trend <laughs> is kind of, I don't know. I, I think I remember seeing that stuff like 2002 or 2003 and because it was so well it was hypersexual for one but it was so different i mean you're like wow you know do i want to fuck snow white like what is going on here you know <laughs> right. yeah. but, but really, now they're like it's really bizarre yeah but now you have the sexy it and you have like sexy oh, chucky yeah. and you know some of the stuff's so just weird. a little a little much but but, um, right. I mean, the, my inspiration, I saw a girl post something about sexy Georgie, mm. but I did not go that oh, route. Yeah. <laughs> a little, uh, it was like a short yellow skirt with the no. jacket. Ooh, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no
that little tangent, I was just, um, you know, kind of getting the, uh, I guess the main point was, you know, some people just celebrate it the way they want to celebrate it. You know, some people don't dress up. Some people just run over to Target and spend 50 bucks. Some people start planning their stuff in May and in June. And then, I mean, they're you're getting four or five months into it. So, you know, each, each person has their own way of celebrating. Um, I spent... I don't know, probably hundreds of bucks on decorations and it's all in my desk. Like I'm, you know, well, it's decorated, but it's just at my desk. Like I didn't do my house or the outside Mm. or anything like that. So, um, so yeah, I just, I think everybody can celebrate it in their own way. So, you know, yeah, for sure. But, just as long as you're not sexy it and then you're yeah. just yeah. <laughs> right. Cause yeah. it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, well, cool. Um, well, we're going to get started on the new stuff, and um, don't think it's, you know, this list is as big as last week, obviously, um, heading into Halloween, but there's a few things uh, going on, so uh, KB is going to get us started on that. Yeah, there weren't really any new uh, physical releases this week, but I do have some news uh, kind of lined up for you guys. Um, the biggest one, I believe, is that the Rise of the Living Dead was announced today, mm-hmm. which I think is really important. I, I'm i really surprised that this guy has, you know, it's Cameron Romero, it's, it's the, you know, George Romero's son, but he, he did a Indiegogo campaign and raised $30,000. He's talking about how he... He's wanted to do this for years, and it's a prelude to Night of the Living Dead, but he wants to do it right. So, is $30,000 enough? Um, That's kind of hard nowadays to swing that. I don't know. I mean, it can be done. It's just, that's hard. You got to find ways to stretch that out a little bit more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... if there's not a lot of special effects, you know, if it's if it takes place before the Night of the Living Dead, maybe they're exploring, you know, before the zombie stuff happened, then maybe you could pull it off. Um, if you do it kind of like Clerks, um, Kevin Smith, where it's like one location, not a lot of props, not a lot of actors and stuff. I mean, but that's like stretching it like super tight. I mean, that's like... That's almost no money let for me, Let me put it in perspective... Let me put it in perspective for the people listening. The budget for it was $35 million, mm-hmm. which is fairly low. Yeah. Right. They made, and, and I'm pulling this this right off of Google, Sick. they made $666.6 million U.S. dollars. Mm-hmm. So $30,000 seems... I know, right? <laughs> um, $30,000 seems a little small. Just just a tiny bit. I yeah. mean, so, the, the movie that I was had a part in like two years ago, I think it was it had like two hundred grand. And, mm, um, mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And so we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, I, think, um, I just remember that one was originally called Origins, and um, and now they've changed it to the, um, right. the other name. So, yeah. Um, Interesting. Right. I mean, um, I think it's like maybe, you know, he can, if he can get some names that maybe will right. do a pay cut or maybe get points on the back end or just, just to be associated with the Romero name, maybe that'll do it. But, um, I'm very, I'm very skeptical 
So we'll see. There's there's no other information really about it, about when it's going to come out or who's going to be in it. We don't yeah. have anything like that for you guys, but it's at least being talked about. I mean, that, that movie carved, you know, a, like a huge canyon for zombie movies. <laughs> I can't say a pass. I mean, it's, it's inspired pretty much every, you know, zombie movie from its release in 1968. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. We, this could be good. This could be mediocre. Um, Next up, I've got a uh, couple of release dates for you from the uh, team from A24 who did The Witch, which we all really, really loved. Um, They have not released any information about the movies, but these will be released on March 16th and April 27th of 2018. So those are two two projects, and I, uh, I love The Witch. And they've done a couple other things that I'm not super, super familiar with. Um, I did see Green Room, which fucked me up. That movie is insane. Um, They also did The Black Coat's Daughter, which I I was a pretty big fan of. Um, I did not like Tusk at all. Mm. I was not a fan of Tusk. I didn't. I haven't seen Ex Machina, and I haven't seen It Comes at Night or A Ghost Story yet, but I've heard good things about all of those movies. So they are very well received in the horror community. So I think everybody's got. Uh, I, I think everybody's got their hopes up. So let's hope that that's that's not going to be any kind of a letdown. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. do some really cool, unique stuff with horror that I think stretches the boundaries a lot and i think horror fans really appreciate that kind of stuff especially if you're like i've already seen all of this stuff done before so when they throw something at you like the witch or even black coat solder which i thought was a little boring for me but i still appreciated that they tried something just really different and really unique and i just think that they have a lot of respect for horror fans intelligence <laughs> and i, I think that i like the black coat daughter because it was it was kind of chill, but it was still, it was still scary. It had a good atmosphere for sure. They did a great job with that. Yeah, I I was a fan. I think I'd, I'd give that one another rewatch if I had the chance. Yeah. Um, the next uh, next bit of news I've got is that a Pet Cemetery remake has also been announced. Now I do not know who is part of this project. If you guys know, chime in. Um, and I know that Andy Machete that made it originally had mentioned that he wanted to also do Pet Cemetery, but it looks like somebody else scooped it up. Yeah, it's whoever directed Starry Eyes, which is a film which not I don't familiar know what with. that is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, I saw that when it came out. It's really good. It's weird, but it's really good. I have never even heard of it. Yeah, it's on. I, I think it's on either. Netflix. Oh, okay, probably, I'll have to check so, that out. Yeah. It's it's worth a watch for sure. A lot of people really love it. It was kind. Of, I it wasn't my favorite thing ever, but a lot of people really liked it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Uh, We'll keep you guys posted on the Pet Cemetery remake news. But again, it's just been announced. There's no release date. There's no cast. Um, there's only 
I think producers and writers. So we'll we'll keep you guys up to date as that comes out. Um, and the the last one I have is probably the one that I personally am most excited about. Um, if you're familiar with the uh, Funko Pop versions of Freddy Krueger and all of our favorite classic monsters, we are finally getting the legend. David S. Pumpkins. <laughs> Any <Yeah>. questions? <laughs> I mean, he is he is, in my opinion, now a Halloween legend. Yeah, absolutely. He's now part of the pantheon of uh, Halloween. They just need the skeletons, right? Which, oh, yes. if you know, we will get. Oh yeah, you totally. know we will get. They won't do David S. Pumpkins without doing both skeletons. Mm-hmm. There's no way they do everything. That you could ever think of. Yeah. <laughs> and the, that's uh, why I have like 50. <laughs> the, the Halloween special came out this past weekend and it's really good. It's really I really good. need to finish it. I just. I think it's funny because it's just. <clears throat> and this isn't really spoiling anything. Um, I mean, he just is. I mean, there's like. <laughs> There's not <laughs> a, a good way to Halloween. Yeah, you know. He is the embodiment of Halloween. I mean, yeah, I mean he's just like there's not this big long backstory and it's really quirky and um you know, I've heard some people on, on Twitter like, you know, I don't get it or it's not funny and it's just like you know, like not everything is gonna be an art house or something that makes you think right. for weeks. I mean, some things are just stupid and funny and quirky and, and you know i know i've mentioned it before you know i i love the pg aspect of halloween and i like the r-rated aspect about halloween you know the guts and gore and stuff mm-hmm. so i mean this is right in the wheelhouse of the pg stuff i mean he's harmless and um quirky and you know just i, so I watched random. the first couple of minutes of it but i ended up having to go somewhere so i uh mm-hmm. i didn't get the chance to finish it but the 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 pop is super cute he's in his little pose where he's like doing the finger guns his little <laughs> his his little uh famous pose so I, I do hope that they come out with the skeletons fairly quickly because I'm, I'm I'll get it absolutely. Like I'm not even I'm not even going to try and deny the fact that I'm going to buy it. <laughs> and everybody loves Tom Hanks too. He's oh, like yeah. America's dad. So whatever oh, you see, <laughs> like America's, America's dad, dad in that sort of suit and just being goofy. It's such like dad joke kind of humor and I love it <laughs> it's just right up the alley that you want when you're just looking for something goofy for Halloween right. and when we went out on Saturday night we went to my husband and I went to go see Here Come the Mummies there were several couple costumes of David as pumpkins and a skeleton Thank several <laughs> maybe it I'll just amazing. go ahead and commit now I, I'm gonna ask my husband to dress up like a skeleton and yes. I will get my David S. Pumpkin suit. I will cosplay David S. Pumpkin. I will commit to it. I will commit to getting it altered to fit me. <laughs> and I'll just go for it. Yes. You can wear it all year round too. Exactly. Yep. I could wear just the blazer with, you know, jeans. Or, you know, if your husband doesn't want to, Kayla and I could be your skeletons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Even, <laughs> even better. Yes. Better. I think that we should just go ahead and make a pact that that's what's happening. <laughs> Sounds good. 
Elon's <laughs> a, co- a costume already. So. Yeah, it's, it's suit. So. Well, it's we been tough not to wear the the pumpkin suit. I, I I wore it the one time and sent you all the pictures. And I mean, I was like, can I wear this on November first? Because it's freaking <laughs> awesome. So it is awesome. It has like a magical quality, like um, <laughs> like um, Frosty the Snowman's hat. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I felt like I was <laughs> going into it. a different portal or something. It was incredible. Right. And one of the it's things amazing. that I think all of us and our listeners need to remember is that Halloween is a lifestyle, not just a holiday. And mm. so Amen. I think people should keep that in mind when they're, you know, wearing pumpkin suits and things like that. That it's a mindset <laughs> and a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, not just one day. We we get the whole yeah. year. And we're yeah. gonna try to Keep it going. Um, we've I posted uh, on the website. It's the post Halloween blues, and it's a uh, pumpkin mm. crying. So you know, oh. it, it does kind of dry up a little bit, but you know, like Kayla just said, it's definitely a lifestyle. And I know some people. It's three sixty five. I mean, they just they have Halloween rooms and decorated mm. in their house, and decorations never come down. So uh, we're gonna try to 100%. keep the spirit going. That's um, the life that I that I wanted for myself. Yeah. So, yeah, I've got skulls and creepy hands, and you know everything is just morbid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> With like, you know, Disney and like Harry Potter stuff. Mm-hmm. So it <laughs> just looks like a fourteen-year-old boy decorated my house. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the great thing. That's like the one good thing about being an adult is that you get to decorate your house. <laughs> right. There's not really else that's really that great about it, except maybe drinking age. Yeah. But besides that, it's decorating your house however you like. It's great. <laughs> and you can also start a podcast with strangers. That's that's been pretty fun. Brew. Yeah, know, I mean, it's, no it's one tells okay. you not to talk to strangers anymore. Yeah, you can it's just fine, it. I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys are all right. Well, I was thinking about this the other day when uh, Kayla and KB came over. They're like, "Thanks for inviting." Uh, strangers over to your house that you haven't met before. <laughs> but I have made some of my best friends that way. So, oh. <laughs> okay. But that was very true. <laughs> it was true. We're, we're friends now. So. Yeah. <laughs> Officially. Because it's, yeah. it's not a friendship if it's only on the internet. That's true. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. He was like, yeah. Yeah, we were my friends. That's true. So, uh, until then, <laughs> um, I have. I think uh, I only. Oh, I was about to say. I think I only had one more. Yeah, because um, I, I have one too. This was just really interesting to read because I think that this is kind of proving that we are in an age where what what do we call it? The resurgence of horror. Mm-hmm. Um, horror movies have made over one billion dollars in 2017 Mm -hmm. yes it's one of the biggest years ever i think it maybe is the biggest year ever Mm -hmm. technically that's awesome pretty you can tell you can yeah you you can tell that it's becoming a focus it's people are getting a hold on what's scary again and it's Mm -hmm. not jump scares and loud music so i gotta give a round of applause to everybody that has given us worthwhile fear this year absolutely <laughs> and then i'm done eli you had you had one you can uh you could take the yeah take the mic 
Um, I think we've mentioned this. I know, um, I know Kayla's mentioned it, um, but it looks like it was officially confirmed, um, this afternoon, but, um, and I never can pronounce his name right. Is, um, um, is it Taika Watiti? Yes. Is that Nailed it. Good job. Okay. Um, well, he, he, um, he's directing the new Thor. It's coming out. Is it this week or next week? I don't remember. Oh, I think it's. Well, I, I can't remember either. Yeah, it's um, soon coming out soon. Um, but he did um, what we do in the shadows um, in two thousand four. Well, they have officially one hundred percent confirmed a sequel. Um, yes, Woo! I love that movie and so it's, much. It's, it's, the, the title is called We're Wolves. Nice. So, so we're wolves. Yeah. Wait, a sequel to what? What we do in the shadows. Uh... Not familiar. Don't say it. Don't say <gasps> it. Oh, it's the best movie ever. Yes, really, really, yeah. not familiar. Really good. Really good. Um, yeah, you'll have to watch it. It's, it's um, amazing. He's in it, and then Jemaine Clement from uh, <laughs> Flight of the <gasps> I love him. Yeah, they play <laughs> I am a huge. I'm a huge Flight of the Concords fan. Him? And, this, and he so was this also amazing be... in Moana. Yeah. Yes, he was. This so this movie will be absolutely perfect for you. It's yeah. right up your alley. One of the dudes so from that show too, uh, Rise Darby. He was one of the werewolves, and yes. it's going to focus on them. That's going to be the um, the focus of the movie. But the vampires will be a part of it. So, um, oh. but yeah, it's it it falls into the horror thing. It's about vampires, and it's there's some bloody parts, but it's it's mainly a comedy. It's more of a I think they call it a mockumentary. It's kind of like where can uh, I watch yeah. this? Uh, I don't know. It's been out about three years now. Uh, if I can find yeah, my DVD, so I'll let you borrow it. <laughs> I don't know where it is though. This sounds amazing. It, it is, is absolutely amazing. It's perfect. I just yeah. pulled. I just pulled up the uh, the poster on online and it looks so good okay yeah i have to watch this maybe maybe i can get it on uh amazon it's on amazon prime so if you have oh okay sweet then i can watch it yeah Yeah, definitely worth the watch um it's um pretty silly kind of it's kind of like um i don't know spinal tap but with vampires you know it's that kind of vibe so yay i'm excited i needed something new to watch um to you know, further put off Stranger Things. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for Stranger Things, right? Right. I mean, I think I don't think we're going to talk about it much, but everybody but me has watched the first episode. So, yeah. if, they, if you guys want to wait in, spoiler free, I would appreciate it. Yeah, I think, I think gonna, we should wait a little bit. Yeah, I think yeah. we're going to give it a couple weeks because we were talking about how not everyone's dived in. You know, with Halloween weekend and but but thumbs up, thumbs down. First episode, I'm sure it's a thumbs up. Oh, yeah. oh sure, yeah. Yeah. okay, yes. yeah, thumbs up. Sweet, sweet. So mm-hmm. we'll we'll leave it at that for now, and then we'll uh, we'll give you a whole a whole very 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 long conversation about the entire oh, yeah. season soon. Mm-hmm. Well, cool. Well, that was a shorter list for the new stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I guess we're going to go straight to the topic, right? Yes. I think so. Cool. Let's do this. All right. Well, we had our snazzy sound effect last week, so I guess we'll keep it. Um, so this week, the, uh, the topic of the show is... 
Stephen King. Um, we are going to talk about. Um, I think we're going to touch on our favorite movie uh, adaptations, and I guess that extends into television too. Um, and then maybe our favorite books. Um, and then I think we're going to. I think we're starting with maybe our first memory of Stephen King, or maybe how we got introduced to the, him. I think is what we're talking about. And then at the end of it, I think we might have like a lightning round to kind of close it out. So, um, I think we're going to start with Kayla this week. I think this was one she's really been excited about, um, being the, uh, the librarian and all. So, um, so I'm going to take it, let her take it away. Yes. I am so excited to be talking about Stephen King. <clears throat> Excuse me. I've loved him for years and years. Um, I first got into him because my grandfather was a huge fan of Stephen King from the very beginning. He had, Every Stephen King hardback first edition since Carrie. So he bought Carrie right when it came out. And he was a fan ever since. And he used to keep them in a guest room in my grandparents' house. And I would sneak in there when I had like a little extra time when I was just hanging out at their house. And look at the covers and kind of read the flaps and stuff. And just get really creeped out from just looking at the covers. (laughs) And I just... Uh, this was just something I was just drawn to was his huge Stephen King collection. And it just really got me interested in him. And of course, Stephen King is just almost omnipresent in our culture. And um, so many movies are based on his work and so many TV shows. Sometimes you don't even realize it until you're like, oh, that's Stephen King. That's cool. Um, And I think that was just part of it when I was growing up. Um, he was just, he's just been a really big deal ever since I was a kid. And I had my grandfather to thank for that. And he really encouraged me to read his books and watch the movies. And we went to go see a couple of the movies together and talked about the books a lot. And so that was a really special bond that he and I had um, with Stephen King. And I actually got to see Stephen King, I think two years ago, he came to the Ryman Auditorium. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I got to go see him speak. And it was just a dream come true. He's awesome. Absolutely amazing. He's hilarious and just a great storyteller. And it was a total blast. Um, he was actually at a bookstore somewhere, I think around this area over the summer, um, Uh, earlier earlier this summer, like May or June. And you had to, it wasn't like a ticket, but you had to get online and like, I mean, it was basically a ticket. I don't know why they, I guess it wasn't a ticket because they didn't charge you for it, but you had Uh, to get a, place in line or whatever and um they, mm-hmm. were, they were gone in like 90 seconds so wow <laughs> yeah he's that kind of guy it, everybody he's like a national treasure at this point um but my favorite book by stephen king is really hard because i've read a lot of them um and i feel like it changes every time i think about it but for tonight um uh, thinking about my favorite book and also a great adaptation is misery mm-hmm. um And the movie stars Kathy Bates and, uh, oh my gosh, James Caan, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, James Caan. And James Caan is a writer, and he's been really stuck with this kind of romance genre. um, And he's just really sick of it. And so he writes a new book in the installment of the series where the main character, who's very beloved, dies. And he gets into a car accident, um... And he is rescued by his number one fan, Annie Wilkes, played by Kathy Bates in the movie. 
who seems like super sweet and she's just just really goody two shoes kind of lady but naturally we all can figure that she is actually really terrifying and <laughs> she's really really and, and yeah she's yeah. very obsessive fan and so scary and i think it's just a different kind of horror is that this is coming from i think a woman especially was extra scary because we often don't see women in those sorts of roles as this kind of terrifying killer obsessive fan and to see you know sweet kathy bates look like that and act like that was terrifying and the idea of it is so scary um and in the movie kathy bates um won an oscar for her performance which is one of the few kind of horror oscars that um horror movies have won she's she's got one of those um i also really like carrie which is stephen king's first novel um anybody else a carrie fan as well yeah oh, yes. yeah totally yes. so good um yes. and the, the book's the book's really good it's his first book um but the movie i think is especially great the original um from 76 um, and I think a lot of it is just really based around Sissy Spacek's performance in that. She's just so, she's so strong and she's such a strong actor. It's, and I think just the opening scene where she's in the shower with all the girls and it's just this weird, like ethereal scene. And then she gets her period and she doesn't know what's going on. And she thinks that she's dying and she's mm-hmm. asking other girls for help. And to me watching that as like a preteen girl and a teenage girl, it just hit home so close. And I think that that's part of um, the experience of watching Carrie for a lot of girls is like, Oh wow. This is, he's really, you can tell Stephen King's worked in a high school. Like he knows what kids act like and yes. it comes across. <laughs> it makes it real. It makes it so oh, yeah. real, and it's very scary because we've, like, a lot of people have been in situations like that, and it's really scary. And so he goes from um, that being such a scary thing to being that source of her power that comes out um, when, as she's becoming a woman. And, oh, it's just, it's just such a powerful um, – it's just such a powerful story. It's just so interesting. Oh, so scary. And it's 100% one of the most iconic films ever. Oh, oh yeah. sure. Yeah, everybody knows that image of that pig's blood falling on Carrie and her eyes getting so big. And it's so scary. Oh, yeah. It's so scary. I did a, I read, read this online earlier that when he started writing that book, he did, wasn't super thrilled about it, so he threw it away. And his wife pulled it out of the trash and encouraged him to finish it. Oh, she's yeah. so wonderful. Yeah. Every time he yeah. talks about his wife, it's just amazing. Yeah, she's I think so that's cool. it's so awesome. And I guess up front, you know, he got twenty five hundred dollars from the publisher for the book, but ended up making four hundred thousand from paperback, wow. just paperback sales, which is just amazing. So cool. Um, yeah. Oh, it's just so good. And I have the Carrie Funko, which just came out, too. And I love her so much. They keep roping us in. I know. They know how to get us. <laughs> they know how to get us. And I will just a really quick shout out for another book. If you love talking about horror and thinking about horror as a genre and how it reflects our fears, um, kind of socially and personally, um, you should read his book. 
Dance Macabre, or Macabre, however you like to pronounce it. Um, and it's a nonfiction book that he wrote about horror and its influence um, in talking about social fears and anxieties. And it's really fascinating. And it's not like a highfalutin kind of academic thing. It's very readable and very interesting. So if you're... That sounds... Yeah, that sounds really, uh, really intriguing. It is. It's really great. Um, so definitely check it out if that's up your alley. Cool. Cool. I think, and, I think that means it's my turn. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> Kathy Bates is from Memphis, so Tennessee girl. Oh! Is she really? Oh, yeah. That's so cool. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. So she, yeah, like you said, she, she won the Oscar for horror a year or two before, you know, Silence of the Lambs was kind of the the darling of the ball. So, um, right. So. Nice. Well, right. cool. Yeah. So I, man, this one was hard for me just because I have not really went back and rewatched a lot of his stuff over the years. Now keep in mind, this man has been working from what, the early 90s until now. So that's a lot of material to cover. And Oh, he's so I, prolific. It's it's I, mean, I, I can't Yeah. And I, mean, I have like, to kind of sit down and remind myself of everything that he has had his hands on and it's stuff that you just you don't even really think about. It's like I I love Carrie. I've always loved Carrie, but sometimes I forget that that's Stephen King. And I don't know if it's just me, but for some reason, I don't, I just don't retain that information. So mine, mine was easy, but it was also hard because I went through this list of all of these things that he's done. And then I've realized I've never really remembered a time where I discovered Stephen King. Like, it's just like, he's always been there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like he's always, yeah. he's always just been a part of my life. And, and I know that it's because it's, I've seen my parents watching his, his shows. I've, I, you know, I was born in 87, so I wasn't too awfully young when he started really releasing a lot of stuff. And, and he was kind of at the pinnacle of these TV series you know, when I was able to, to watch and understand this stuff, but my, I, my mom has always been a big fan of spooky stuff. She, she always loved to read. And one of her favorite things to read was a series called the necroscope. I don't know if you guys are familiar, familiar with what that is. It was uh, no. this entire vampire, uh, really kind of brutal, book series by a British author named Brian Lumley, but she also read Stephen King. And unfortunately I can't say that I grew up reading the books. I wish that I, that I had, and I, I would love to actually start. I'm not going to say read because I don't have time to sit down and read, but listening to the audiobooks, which I've already started doing with it. I've taken a couple of weeks off from listening to it, but I'm going to get back onto it. But so that's my choice. I mean, hands down, it was always the movie that stood out for me over, you know, I've watched Rose Red, I've watched Dreamcatcher, The Shining, I loved. Um, 
that's another classic movie, you know, that I'm sure somebody else will talk about, but stuff like the stand and the Langoliers. I don't remember anything about it, but I remember, I remember watching that movie. I don't remember mm-hmm. anything about it, but it's just one of those things. Like I said, like, it's just there. I need to, I need to revisit all of this stuff, but as a huge fan of Tim Curry, um, you know, it was probably my favorite, not only because it's a great story, but because I love Tim Curry so much. Um, He's a treasure. Right. So, you know, when we were lucky enough to get this, this remake and this updated version, I've been in heaven ever since. And I've talked about this before the last, you know, the first time we kind of talked about it and I've specifically requested once I finished the book, a full episode comparing the book to the movie and the mini series because I'm that passionate about it. Um, you know, this, this remake was just more than I could ask for in my opinion. So we've got, a second part we're going to get. So I am, I am living my best life right now (laughs) (laughs) when it comes to being an it fan and a Pennywise fan. It, I just dyed my hair red. So, (laughs) you know, I, I love it. I love it. And I think that that's, it's not everybody's favorite. And there's a lot of people that kind of get, I don't want to say a little weird about it, but I have some people that are, that they don't like the original and they don't like the, the updated version. And I'm like, how, who are you? What <laughs> are you friends? How are you? Which <laughs> I don't think I'm the only person in, in this group that uh, is obsessed with that movie. No, you're not alone. Right. <laughs> My other favorite which I don't know if you guys know this, but I, and I did find this out when I was looking at the, the list. This is actually something that I knew. Um, he helped write the Michael Jackson music video ghosts. Do you guys remember that? Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> yeah. Because I remember I that, remember, but I did not know uh, that. I was obsessed with that video. Like, it was so campy, and it was so cool. That's, I mean, that's a, he always loved doing the, like, mini-movie music videos. Mm-hmm. So. I saw that it in, was, like, 2001 or 2002, like, right, right when his yeah. last album came out. But yeah. evidently, that had came out in, like, the 90s, like, 98 or 97 yeah, 97. or something. 97, yeah. 97. So, I guess they yeah. just rebroadcast or something. So, I, I was always confused well, on that timeline. But I think that that's something, you know, around the time that um, MTV was still alive. Mm-hmm. Oh, I yeah. think that that's really something that they actually showed every year there for a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, th- it's basically, you know, his second version of Thriller, mm-hmm. but it's good. The The music is fantastic. I mean, of course it is, but there's press, there's cool prosthetic, uh, like prosthetic like work. There is of course, you know, lots of dancing, lots of music, but the fact that Stephen King helped write it just made me like it made it so much better. Yeah, it's so fun. That's awesome. As if it could get any better. So I I advise anyone if you have not watched 
Ghosts or at least listen to the Blood on the Dance Floor album, please take the time and do so because it is so good. And it holds up in 2017. I just, I, I, every time I watch it, I get so excited. So awesome. <laughs> we'll have to check that out for sure. That's great. So I, that, that was mine. Cause I mean, I, I could, I could talk about it for hours and that's really all I have to say. I just, I remember, I remember growing up with Stephen King. Um, I don't necessarily remember a lot of details, a lot of the movies, which just goes to show that I need to take the time to sit down and kind of reacquaint myself. But it's just something that's always been there. Yeah. Uh, I agree with KB. Like it is my number one, no doubt. The television series and the remake are just both fantastic and have scared me to death. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But so my that's my number one, and my number two is The Shining, which I know a lot of people are familiar with. But I wanted to touch on my number three, which is fourteen oh eight. Have y'all all seen that one? Yes. Yeah, it's been a long time, but I think I think I saw it like when it came out. I just I love it. It's one of those I like to just turn on and have in the background, um, just listening to it. It was a short story that he wrote, um, but and I've read the short story. But the movie stars John Cusack and Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, But it's about an author that debunks paranormal occurrences in, you know, different places. But he hears about 1408 from a postcard that he gets from an anonymous person um, and goes to check it out. But the whole movie is, like, pretty much based in the the hotel room. Uh, I just think it's a fun movie. That's just – it's one of the more fun ones. Um, and just how I don't want to spoil anything for anyone that hasn't seen it, but he gets out of the hotel room, but it's not that easy. He may or may not have escaped the hotel room. Um, (laughs) but that's just one of my favorites, but I also wanted to touch on some of the other like Stephen King adaptation movies that I really like. Like I do really like the mist which I know a lot of people don't like the mist, like the actual movie, not the TV show. But no, I enjoyed the movie. Yeah, I it's it terrible. Yeah, the movie's yeah. not bad. Yeah, like yeah. you know, the end. I did not see that coming at all, and I loved that. I'm not good at predicting things, anyways. But uh, I thought that was awesome. And then thinner is another one of my favorites. I think that's fun. That's that was from 1996, which I didn't know it was that long ago. Wow. Um, I hadn't thought about that movie in forever. Wow. Yeah, uh, that was on Sci-Fi Night too. Was during October. I filmed. I recorded it. Um, also, Eli mentioned Cujo earlier. Cujo's awesome. But here's one. I don't know if y'all seen Quicksilver Highway. Nope. No. no. Oh, so that one has a couple of short stories in the film, which one of them is a Stephen King a short story called Chattery Teeth which is about a man that comes across, uh, remember those little toys you can wind up and it's the little teeth that jump with the feet. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, someone gives him a set of those and it turns out that they're kind of like killer teeth that kind of protect him a little bit. Oh my That's God. amazing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a very entertaining film. There's another short story, uh, from Clive Barker and that one too, which 
I mean, his books are insane as well. <laughs> if you like Stephen King. <laughs> That's another awesome one. Um, as far as books go, I have not read that many, which I'm ashamed of. But I have read The Shining, which uh, I read that during uh, a beach trip one summer, which it terrified me on the beach. I couldn't imagine reading it. <laughs> the wintry time <laughs> when it takes right. place. But, yeah, what a, a wild book that was a lot of fun um i'm in the midst of it right now which i'll probably be reading that till next halloween man I, so I, had, <laughs> I had to take a breather i had to, okay. i had been committing so much time to that book that i think i stopped listening <laughs> to music for two weeks oh, no. <laughs> and it was starting to stress me out no. Like the book was, I mean, you get so, you get so into it, especially when you're listening to it, like it's in your ear, but like in your ears. So it feels like it's in your head. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's what I, when, oh man, I had to, yeah, I had to, I had to stop. Once just, you're done um, though, you'll feel like a champion of the world. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's a <laughs> Yeah. Like I think it's awesome how you've got the it. TV series that came out, you know, the nineties and then the recent one and the book and they're all diff, you know, in their own way, kind of different. Cause I heard that the book had some things that the, both the TV series and the movies didn't have. Mm-hmm. So Thankfully. I'm excited about, uh, finding <laughs> yeah. all that out, AKA the turtle, which is what I heard about. So yeah, right. there, there was a nod to that in the new one, but it's not, ah. Not obviously I'm like that. that one. <laughs> um, I'll tell you, it's it's not very. It's it's when he sees uh, Georgie the first time and he drops the Legos. The Legos of Big Turtle. Uh, well, they're 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 in the lake and someone says something about a turtle. That's so right. it's, there's mm-hmm. there's turtle there's mentions of turtles several times. Yeah. And I but that was something that I that I looked out for because I knew about it. But it's a good. Um, well. Never mind. We'll talk about this next year when you finish the book. Right. Yeah. Our, our big it, it episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so my mom is the one that's the big Stephen King fan. So I asked her what her favorite books were, and she sent me a video of her collection. She's got 25 of his books, I counted. Wow. <laughs> yeah, she's got a great little inventory. I'll have to go shopping in uh, when I go home. Uh, of course, as said on another episode, she loved it, which is the one that she read when she was pregnant with me. So it's just funny how this all comes back around. Uh, and then Gerald's Game was her next favorite one. And she said that she liked the book better than the movie just because, you know, when you're reading the book, you you kind of feel like the main character, the woman, like how long she was waiting in that bed, you know. Mm-hmm. As opposed to the movie, that was like an hour and a half, hour and 45 or so. Um, so understandable. And then her third favorite was the 11-22-63, the JFK book. Yes. Which I'm very interested oh, in. Yeah, she loved that. She didn't love the miniseries as much, but uh, I'm super curious about that one. So that's kind of on my my reading list right now. So. That's all I have. Well, also, I wanted to add, this has always interests me, is, you know, what's the net worth of people, specifically Stephen King? Uh, he is, his net worth is $400 million, which I just think is fascinating. <laughs> that's amazing but, for a writer. Like, that's yes. mind-blowing. Like, you, you go, boy. 
Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yes. So that's right. Cool. Um, so I just wanted to interject a few things from y'all. I was going to let everybody get finished. Um, so not only did Stephen King help with Ghost, um, it was actually directed by Stan Winston, um, the the special effects maestro. He he did the you know Monster Squad special effects and makeup. That's pretty incredible. Yeah. I mean the the prosthetics in that video are really really yeah. good. Well, he did. <laughs> I think he also directed uh, Pumpkinhead. So that was, you know, he did a horror movie. But it's also yeah. um, in the Guinness Book of World Records as the longest music video of all time because it's, oh. it's technically a video for that song, and it's 38 minutes long. So. Yeah. Oh, wow. That is really yeah. yeah. Um, and then so oh, I, love it. I was going to kind of um, interject. Um, <clears throat> we were talking about the Pet Cemetery remake earlier and we talked about the it's a uh, remake the only thing i'm worried about is that with it you know it was a tv show and they obviously had to cut you know they cut stuff off of the it movie just for you know it was gross and <laughs> you yeah. know, some of that stuff but the, yeah. they had to cut even more to get it on tv um so you know i kind of understood why they did that i mean pet cemetery though it was an r-rated movie in like 90 or 91 so i'm kind of i don't really know what they're gonna do to like improve on it you know unless they're just gonna make it like super bloody and gory and stuff yeah to me it's already pretty excellent and freaking terrifying just the way it is right now even being made so long ago that I kind of don't see the point of a remake. I no. mean, I know it's like the thing now, but uh, just re-release it or something. I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, we'll see. <laughs> I mean, it's almost like if they were, you know, hey, we're going to redo Shawshank Redemption. Like, why? <laughs> like, why yeah, would you why? Even it's touch perfect, that? right? Yeah. So, um, so we'll see. You know, I it's definitely, it was a very pleasant surprise. Um you know, I, I don't know if any of us really expected it to be what it was or perform the way it has or whatever. So maybe, you know, now that the uh, studios are seeing what can happen when they throw some money on it, that maybe it'll, I don't know, blow us away or something. So, so anyways, I was just going to interject on those two points. Um, so for me, um, this is dating me because I think I'm noticed in the group now, which I can't remember if Scott was, but we've talk to him anymore. <laughs> um, the, um, I honestly remember Stephen King in the late eighties, early nineties from the time life, uh, collection, like the, t- the commercials and they, it was like a club or, a, you know, a subscription thing. And you, they'd send you like Carrie and Cujo and all his original stuff. And they had like a special, cover and a special graphics and, and all that kind of stuff. And I just remember seeing that all the time. Um, because I remember when they mentioned like pet cemetery, they showed us like a one or two second clip from pet cemetery. And then they said they showed needful things and they showed a little thing from needful things movie. And so it was relevant with those movies that are out and stuff like that. So, um, so I think that's, you know, where he came into my, you know, my radar, my consciousness or whatever. Um, I just, it always seems like I I saw those commercials forever, um, for like three or four years. Um, 
as far as the book goes, I mean, the one that I, one of the first ones I read, I don't, I don't remember if this was the first one, but it was one of the first ones I read. It was actually under his, uh, Richard Bachman, um, alias, but it was, it was called Rage. And, um, it's actually really hard to find now because it's, it's basically, um, a kid gets a gun and goes into school and takes people hostage. And, um, you know, that happens a lot now, um, Columbine and stuff like that. So, um, a lot of, a lot of places have banned it and it's kind of hard to find it in print, um, now, but I read that in the nineties and, um, it's killer. It's really good. Um, Mm. so I think that's like, I guess maybe my favorite just because it's, you know, either the first one I read or one of the very first ones I read. Um, but my, you know, it's kind of, this one's a tough one just because you have, you know, Stephen King, you have stuff like Shawshank Redemption, which was not a big financial hit, but you know, as the years go by, it's considered one of the best movie of the nineties. And just, it's just an incredible, you know, performance from everybody, uh, stand by me, you know, you have all, you know, I would put uh, misery up there. I mean, you have these incredible, you know, Stephen King adaptations that have just aged very well. And they were just, you know, just a little bit above the quality of a lot of the stuff being put out that was, you know, his content. So for me, you know, I've mentioned it before. I mean, Silver Bullet um, was one of my, probably the first Stephen King movie I saw, but also one of the first horror movies I saw. Um, if you, if you're on the website, I wrote about it on the movie list we did for October and had a really long thing about it. So, um, again, not great. It's, it's not, you know, it has not aged very well, but just the premise is incredible. And Gary Busey is on like a thousand and Coke at the same time. So, um, (laughs) that sounds worth a watch for sure. Oh, just for that. Oh, it's that alone. Yeah. It's, um, but you know, once you once you get into the premise and you kind of start figuring it out, it's just kind of like, holy shit, this is like very very smart. Um, I would, and I've mentioned this. Um, I have that book um, that's the novella cycle of the werewolf. In the book, it's a it goes for twelve months. Um, it starts in I think November and finishes on Halloween. Um, in the movie, they just cut it down. Still ends on Halloween, but it's it's a shorter thing. So I think it would be awesome to throw some money on that and do a 12 part mini series on TV and one, one per month, you know? Um, so if that happens in the next couple of years, you know that I said it here first. So, <laughs> so, but, um, you know, but I've, I've also mentioned Cujo and, you know, that goes into, um, I think maybe Kayla was talking about it. Um, how, you know, it's, it's a real fear. Like some people really are afraid of dogs and some people are really afraid of, you know, spiders and some people are really afraid of the water, you know? And so these movies that play into those, you know, Jaws, I think Jaws is scary because it's like, it, I mean, I can go to Florida and I could run into a shark. So yes, you know? And so with me, you know, again, I, I was attacked by a dog when I was little and I had to have plastic surgery and all this stuff. So I inherently have a fear <laughs> of dogs. So when, even like when I, you know, if I was over at Lena's and her adorable fluff ball of a dog, if he barks at me, I instantly like, 
you know, I go into. I didn't think about that, Eli. Yeah. Well, I, he, he, he's 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 precious. It was no big deal. Um, so um, I love him so much. Yeah, he's, he's the best. I mean, oh my god, he's the best. If 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 I was to tell you I didn't think about kidnapping him, I'd be lying to you. So <laughs> we all thought the same thing. Yeah. We're all okay. So, um, but you know, so again, you know, I I have two dogs here at the house, and you know, it's fine. But just. Um, that movie just goes into that fear I have because of what happened when I was a kid and it's a real thing, you know, uh, people get attacked by dogs all the time. So, um, you know, again, not the best movie in the world, but you know, D Wallace is in it. She's incredible. She was an ET. Um, she was actually at the full moon thing this past weekend. I don't know if you saw her Kayla or not, but she was there. Um, Mm -hmm. and, um, but you know, I like you know, obviously the new Ed was incredible. Um, the um, I like Carrie as well. Um, I was trying to think of the uh, well, like there's one I, I, I want to go watch the Mangler, and I mean just on paper, I know it's not going to be good. Um, it was uh, the um, it was in his short story, um, the Night Shift, um, but. It was basically um, Toby uh, Hopper directed it. You know, he did um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, um, Hooper, sorry, not Hopper. I was watching Stranger Things. Um, <laughs> Robert England's in it. You know, Freddy Krueger. Um, Ted Levine, who was uh, Buffalo Bill in um, Silence of the Lambs. And um, I think one more person. I don't remember. Anyways, I mean, it's basically about a possessed laundry press. That's really scary though. Yeah. Well, I mean, you think about it, it it's kind of scary, but it's like a, uh, I guess like a dry cleaner or laundry or something. And like a possessed laundry press. And it starts like smushing people, mangling them. (laughs) And so, you know, it kind of like, so bizarre. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of like maximum overdrive where it's like the, the, the cars or the trucks come to life and stuff, you know, but I mean, it's done by new line cinema and you know, it's got all these names attached to it. So I like, I would at least like to watch it just to see, you know, but, um, yeah, you know, (laughs) Of all the ones to adapt, that's kind of hilarious. That short story collection is also really fun. Uh, Night Shift, it's just super bizarre. Some stuff is really scary and then some stuff is really goofy like that. And it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I've heard that one's a a better one in his collection. Yeah, it's really, it's fun. It's it's just really uh, goofy, mostly. But I enjoyed it a lot. So... Well, yeah, so that's that's mine. Um, I think for the, the lightning round, we were going to talk about um, the worst Stephen King adaptations. Is that what we decided on? Just kind of yes. just to poke fun because, you know, unfortunately, he, um, Mr. King, has dabbled in directing some of his adaptations. Um, I don't know if I – know, I don't know for sure if the one that I'm doing um, is, you know – directed by him or whatever but anyways um so yeah really quick i want to point out something that we all completely forgot to point out is that he did the shawshank redemption yeah yeah and let's not forget um the green mile like it's not i feel like we maybe concentrated on 
kind of the scary ones a little bit too much. But I mean, that's what we talk about. But like he he does he does complete opposite end of the spectrum too. So I, I feel like that that maybe is something that we left out. Yeah, yeah. He he does really beautiful work sometimes. Really highly emotional. Like I even think about the stand, which has some horror, but it's very it's an epic and mm. yeah. it's just beautifully imagined. Um, so I think about like how much talent he has. Is you know we can talk. We're going to talk about like the trashy dumb stuff but he had immense talent for Mm -hmm. human emotions really yeah that's what i was talking about with shawshank um with mine like it was um you know it it actually believe not it bombed when it came out but now it's considered an all-time classic and i think you know i think it's probably up in the top five but i think the top three rated stephen king movies are probably um shawshank stand by me and misery and then probably mm-hmm. maybe it, and then Carrie maybe. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I just it, it's even like did, did you? The Green Mile always escapes me. Yeah, and that one I think it was just kind of a. Um, I don't know. It, it was it was popular. I remember it being popular, and I think it may even got nominated for some awards. But I don't think it had. I don't know. I think it was kind of coming on the tail end of you know, Tom Hanks winning every award and, you know, it it, it did follow Shawshank. So they'd already had kind of a prison movie by Stephen King. So like, I don't know if it really lived up to the hype because it kind of like was at that tail end of it. But even, did y'all see uh, Dolores Claiborne? Yes. Wow. That movie's good. That's that's another uh, Kathy Bates. um, Stephen King. He is amazing in that movie. Mm Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, there's a lot of, and again, I think KB said it, I mean, he's been writing now for at least 40 years. Um, and it seems like I remember in, in the nineties, it seems like every year ABC had some kind of adaptation out of his stand and, um, it, and, um, what were we talking Even about? Even like children of the corn is one too. Yeah, that they did. Oh yeah. Yeah. That, you know, they read the rose was it Rose Red or Rosebud or whatever? That was an ABC Rose movie. Red. They redid The Shining on ABC. I mean, like, every, every King year. King Hospital. Yeah, that was one. Yeah. I mean, it seems like every year in the 90s, they had a big, kind of a big budget um, yeah. thing on ABC. Really, so, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah. there's a lot of stuff to, to, to soak in. I mean, Salem's Lot was, uh, I think that was on CBS in 1980. Yeah. Um, oh, I forgot about that book. It's so yeah. scary. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there's just a ton. I mean, we could we could double Storm this. of the Century. Storm of the Century. Storm of the Century. I was gonna say, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that creeps me out. Yeah. Oh man, my mom loved Storm of the Century. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. Who wants to go first? <coughs> I don't have anything. I, was say, I don't have one. I thought that yeah. they were all like fairly enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, like. The only thing that I was going to bring up was I said I liked thinner, but it had a 15% Rotten Tomatoes score. So <laughs> I, I was going to I mean, damn. It's a good guilty pleasure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, yeah, you kind of go, you kind of go into watching the, the Stephen King stuff with the possibility <clears throat> that it'll be corny. Mm. So I feel like maybe you go, you don't go in with the mindset that it's going to be this 
crazy masterpiece. Yeah. Right. Um, well, I have one that I feel very strongly about, um, it being terrible is Dreamcatcher. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that one was underwhelming. It was, in my opinion, really terrible. And I think mostly because it's a complete waste of talent because you've got Damian Lewis, Thomas Jane, Jason Lee, Timothy Oliphant are the four actors in it. And they're great actors. Oh, yeah. They're amazing. And so it sounds like it should be great. And I don't know what it is. And the book itself is also just crazy and about 500 pages too long. Um and it just is all over the place. And maybe it was that, just adapting such a crazy book in general was difficult. But the movie just did not land. And then you've got, um, is it Donnie? Yeah, Donnie Wahlberg playing um, the Duddits character. And it's just kind of awful. So and weird. It's so just, weird. It's very bizarre. And I just... I saw it in the theaters. I think I was with my grandfather seeing it, and we both were just like, why? And everyone in the theater was uh-huh. like, this is the worst movie ever. <laughs> it is just definitely one that I've watched. <laughs> I, I watched it when it originally came out. I watched it a second time, like, years later, and I have not watched it since. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's yeah, just bad. It's terrible. Um, so, yeah, that's my lightly ground one. Is I feel very strongly about it being crap. And which is now I want to rewatch it just to see how bad it is. It could be pretty funny, bad, I'm sure, if you've got a couple yeah. of drinks in you, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and if not, you could probably turn it into a drinking game. So. Oh, true. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. Ch- challenge accepted. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I was actually going to mention Thinner, um, but when, when Lana said she liked it, I didn't want to be mean. <laughs> Okay. Sh- I just love the cherry cherry pie in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> really, that's the star. Um, but in this one, well, an honorable mention is um, Secret Window with Johnny Depp. That was just a really bad one. Why? That was he, Stephen King? I don't yeah. even remember that. Mm-hmm. And Johnny, and wow. I think he's just too Johnny Depp in that movie, and yeah. it just kind of ruins it. You know, there's a point in which you reach too much Johnny Depp-ness, <laughs> and it just goes kind of yeah. sour at a certain point. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Um <clears throat> really bad this one um so i'm actually getting this off of um collider.com they actually compiled a list of the worst you know worst movies and this one's number three on their list and i was like oh yeah this one's bad so they even admit it is kind of a cheat um it's not a it's not an adaptation of a novel or anything he just wrote the movie so it's still a stephen king story but it's uh sleepwalkers um, came out in 92. I don't remember that one at all. That one yeah. was the weird one that was like, um, all right, well, I'll just read it off their website. Um, Charles and Mary Brady are mother and son, and they're the last two surviving energy vampires who can shape shift into werecats. Nope. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Sounds delightful. Yes, um, but that's not I'm all. <laughs> they feed off the life force of virgin women. Their only weaknesses are cats, like house Wait, cats. Wait, I remember this one. And they <gasps> they are also sleeping with each other. Having sex with I her son it. is what keeps Mary alive. Oh, wow. my God. I just I remember the, the, the Charles Hot. guy. 
Um, he's driving in like a Camaro, and he, he's he's shape shifting and in, in uh, driving down the road. Um, and evidently, they had a throwback, uh, or they had an Easter egg because the um, the bully in um, it is driving the same car that he drove from Sleepwalkers. Oh my God! How wow! Oh. Yeah. Wow! I remember that movie. Yeah, that like was barely, uh, but I remember it. Yeah. So, Ugh, wow, that just sounds very painful. Yeah. Actually, so, yeah. very, you very know, funny. <laughs> and it's it's like you know it's like everybody. I mean, you know, not every like you know Michael Jackson didn't release Thriller every time he put an album out. You know, so um, <laughs> so you know with as much stuff as he puts out and as you know as proficient as he is, you know, I'm sure at some point they're just kind of like, well, what do you want to do? And he's like, well, I got this story about a energy vampire. You know, like. I'm sure he eventually just starts throwing them ideas, you know, so they're not well, all going to work. The old family guy quote from years ago where Stephen King, it's like one of those brief things that family guy does. And he's in like an agent's office and kind of looking around and they're like, what's your next story about? And he's like, it's a haunted, uh, uh, and he's like, lamb. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> and it, it's, you know, it, Sometimes it's like, okay, yeah, I can see it. <laughs> but sometimes yeah, he pulls it off, so like with fun. chattering teeth, it, it, he pulls it off really well. Yeah, exactly. Um, unrelated, somebody um, I saw on Twitter, they dressed up like um, Jordy Verrill um, from Creep Show. And, uh, fun. Yeah, I had, had the grass all over him and stuff. So that's incredible. That's <laughs> that is awesome. Well, cool. Well, that was a that was a good chat about Mr. King. Um, I love it. Yeah, I think the big thing, you know, we've talked about, you know, this big year he's had, and you know, 1922 just came out, and Gerald's Game, and it, and you know, that's been a really big year for him. So, um, kind of coming out of the Halloween season, we thought this would be a, you know, a good rebound or a good way to start off the the non horror season. So. And I'm serious when I say I want a full episode dedicated to it. Sure. I think if, I think we would be just totally out of the loop if we didn't have that. Maybe when it it comes out on Blu-ray and we can, you know, let more people see some of the, yeah, I need, I need some time to finish the book. <laughs> yeah. well, I don't know. If Ooh, we yeah, we could do time. like a mystery science theater. We could all get together and play it and podcast live. Yeah. <laughs> that would be amazing. Oh, that is incredible. Oh, I would love that. <laughs> and we've talked about Let's too. Do it. Um, I mean, I think we'll have to get more people on Twitter, but um, live tweeting a movie, just like picking a time and date and saying, "Hey, we're going to watch." you know, gate, the, the gate or whatever, and just live tweeting it and stuff like that. So, um, I think that sounds incredible yeah. and we should do both of yeah. those things. Now, yeah. now everybody's getting a, uh, a little behind the scenes of how we think up mm-hmm. ideas. Right? <laughs> right. We won't, uh, we won't give too much away, but I agree. We should do both of those things. Sweet. Yeah. Well, now I think we're going to move over to the, um, our, horror podcast shout outs that we try to do once a week and I think um Lena's got a couple and then or one or however many and then I have a couple so yeah I have one um it is called the Sofa King podcast (laughs) 
which I love. It's one of my staples. Um, it's three guys, Brent, Brad, and Dave, and they are out of Bakersfield, California, and they are hilarious. But what got me into them is, so they do mostly conspiracy theories, um, but they do a lot of serial killer episodes, which I think are the best. Um, the Charlie Manson episode being the first one I ever listened to, which was super interesting. Uh, plus with their commentary, they're just so funny. Um, Ed Gein is another one. Um, and Albert Fish is probably the most messed up one I've ever listened to. So if y'all want to hear an, a messed up uh, I have watched, I've watched a documentary about him. And <laughs> He's so weird. weird. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> um, you know, plus with Ed Gein being like the guy that inspired like Leatherface and all kinds of stuff, and uh, not to mention nipple belts. Yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's all you need to know. That's a thing, exactly. Oh, um, but yeah, so fucking podcast. Which those those guys are super awesome, and if you're a fan, you can you know be involved on their Facebook page, and they're super um, involved with their fans, which I think is great. So check it out if you can. Mm-hmm. That's, that's all I have tonight. Awesome. Um, well, mine is um, here in Nashville. We had the uh, full moon um, horror and tattoo convention. Um, it's a yearly thing. This was, I think the 16th year um, for the show. And um, I went and then Kayla went the next day. So um we at least got to go separately. Um, but I ran into um, two local podcasts. Um, we follow each other on Twitter and stuff. And um, the first one, actually, we almost ran into each other at the movies. Uh, I went to, went to see Monster Squad at, um, during the Regal Horror Fest thing. And they were there. And we found out later we were at the same showing. So almost saw each other there. But um, it's uh, the Half-Assed Horror Cast. And it's uh, Jeff, Kia, and Craig, um, and I believe they were all there at the um, the horror convention. And um, super cool. Mom just hung out for a little bit, chatted, and um, he uh, Craig said that they lived up to their name because um, you know they don't they don't put out daily content and they don't have a set schedule when they do new shows. So that's why they call it the half ass. Cause they just kind of you know, <laughs> go at their own pace and stuff. So I love that. Yeah. So cool to, cool to see someone else in the area doing, you know, similar stuff to us. Um, and then the other two guys I hung out with, um, were Jimmy and Johnny from Tennessee horror news. Um, they actually had a booth, uh, at the show, had a table set up and, um, they gave me some swag at a cup and some stickers and stuff. And I gave them some of our stickers and, um, we just talked shop for, you know, 30, 45 minutes. And, um, um, I kind of gave them some industry tips and they gave me some industry tips and, um, it was a good time. It's good to, um, part of why we do this every week is, you know, um, kind of the camaraderie and we, you know, want to build a, a network and build a community. Um, and, um, also like we, I think we might've mentioned on the first episode, you know, we all listen to podcasts, some of us more than others. So if we hadn't listened to podcasts before now, 
I don't think any of us would have the balls to try to do this. So, um, you know, we are fans. That's the whole reason we're doing this. We're fans of horror. We're fans of other podcasts and all that kind of stuff. So i um, going to try to shout out at least one a week, no matter what. But, you know, like this week we had three. So, um, so yeah. But they're um, – let me see if I can find their um, – so, like, Tennessee Horror is a TN Horror News. Um, that's their Twitter handle. And then half Ass Horror Cast is HA and then Horror Cast. Um, or you could just go to the search bar and just type in, you know, that, and it'll take you there, too. So, um, so yeah. So, that's uh, the shout-outs this week. And then um, I think Kayla's going to do the our social media stuff. Yes. Um, you can always find us at Music City Horror, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We are all over the place. And also, please give us a phone call because we want to talk to you guys. We promise that we would love to hear from you um, and that we'll talk about what you talk about as long as it's interesting and nice. <laughs> so call us and leave us a message. Our number is 615-538-7474. And we'd love to hear from you. So please call It'll be awesome. I, I got excited the other day. I uh, I checked the app and I thought I had a notice, and I was like, "Oh shit, we have a voicemail." And I was in the I was in the <laughs> wrong app. So <laughs> I'm just <laughs> waiting for someone to call and have a voicemail and us be excited and it just be like a fart noise. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just waiting. The <laughs> ideal. Or it'll be like a, be it'll be like some, someone used to own that number and it's like a hospital bill or something like <laughs> right. you know, just something dumb. Um, so, um, well, yeah. So, um, you know, the other thing we talked about last week, we're on Indie Popcorn now. So IndiePopcorn.fm. Um, if you want to check out the show there, the, they're, they're posting our shows once we, you know, send them out every Friday. Um, they also have other podcasts. We shouted those out last week. Um, and we might have news of, um, might be on some other networks soon. So we'll keep everybody posted on that. And we might have some, have some schematics to work out, but, uh, we might be bringing you some interviews soon. Um, which could be awesome or train wreck depending on how it goes. So, um, <laughs> Come on, have some faith. Have some faith. It will be yeah. awesome. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, without giving it away, um, uh, people that have been in horror movies, and a lot of them are considered classics, uh, we might have some connections with some of those actors. And um, so we might have some... Um, some cool interviews coming up. So keep your fingers crossed and we'll let you know about that. And, um, do you guys have anything else? No, nah, man, I'm tired. No. Yeah. <laughs> all talked out. We have all had a very, very long week. Yep. It's just too much fun. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to watch the final episode of stranger things. Um, and then I'm done and then I think it's bedtime. So, yeah. <laughs> Well, cool. Well, um, thanks for tuning in and thanks for sticking with us through Halloween and, you know, keeping up with the movie list if you did, um, if you didn't, maybe next year. And, um, yeah, that's it. We'll see everybody next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.